for tuning in today. We have an amazing guest for you. We have James Russell. James is a writer, producer, and owner of Manx Motion Picture Studios, Inc. Let's welcome James to the show. Hi, James. Hi, Marilyn. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, you do so many wonderful things, but I, I want everyone to know, like, uh, where are you recording live with me today on Wi-Fi? Uh, I'm in my living room in Toronto, Canada. You're in Toronto, Canada. Wow, that must be so amazing. <laughs> it is. Have you been to Toronto? I, I haven't. My mom, my mom and dad did. They said it's really beautiful. I met some lovely people from Canada. Can you tell us what the weather is like today? I'm um, actually not bad. It's uh, when I went out for my morning walk. I, I go out around six o'clock every morning for try to get my ten thousand steps in. It was thirty five degrees. As that is in cold, right? <laughs> it's it's a little cool. It's a little cool, but um, you know we expect it to start warming up. We're getting closer to spring. Oh my gosh, because um, I don't know about you, you know where I'm in Los Angeles and it's like 87 degrees, scalding hot today. <laughs> oh no, April. oh no. Yeah, so when you said 30 degrees, I was like, is that like, was there snow on the ground? Or <laughs> you're still wearing... No, no, no. no still this, the snow's been gone for a couple of weeks now, but it's still a little cool in the morning. And then it, then it heats up uh, to around 45, 50 by the time we get to around one o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, you're still in sweater weather, mitten weather, coat weather for me anyway. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but um, I want I want everyone to um to know. So your uh, Minx Motion Picture Studios Inc. is your company, and you also have written how many screenplays did you write? You wrote over twenty seven screenplays. That's correct. Twenty seven feature films and and three or four pilots and uh i'm on my fourth novel oh my gosh and you have um some amazing projects which we're going to talk about one including an aaron brockovich style thriller and a human trafficking drama with a 16 year old witch so we have so much to talk about and i want to ask you so how did it all start did you have a favorite childhood film um that you just loved when you were a little kid well that's interesting um Yes, I guess I had a couple. Of course, um, Godzilla uh, was uh, one of my favorites. It scared bejeebers out of me, and it still does. The, the original one, of course. Um, but I think in terms of creativity, I, I guess it was The Asphalt Jungle. And, and of course, I saw it. It was released in, in 1950, but, and I saw it much later. But you know, I, uh, it, it still stays with me. That's that's a, um, a pretty intense film, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, uh, John Huston. Um, and I think, you know, I th when I look back at it, you know, I think I was at first, I, my first impression was it was disturbing. But then I realized the more times I saw it, and I've seen it many times, each time I see something different in it, I, I see something I learned something more about not only the actor, the actor's journey, but also the directing and the cinematography. It was just amazing. Yeah. So you go from Godzilla, the lizard running around and scaring <laughs> everyone, 
And, um, you know, very interesting. Like, I was like, oh, I love Goonies and E.T. and Escape to Witch. <laughs> you know, and like, because you had that 16-year-old witch and it made me think of Escape to Witch Mountain. But, um, you know, I just love, oh, my gosh, Goonies. You you name one of those. And I, I'm just a happy camper in those. But um, I love that. And so did you go to a theater? Was it like a small, uh, like a theater that was like your your hometown theater? Did you go with your parents or your friends? Actually, um, I grew up uh, around Pico and Crenshaw in Los oh. Angeles. Oh, you grew up in LA. Uh, there, and there's a theater just uh, around the corner. So yes, um, my um, my brother and my sister would walk. Uh, my parents would give us, you know, some money. I don't think it was much. There certainly wasn't thirteen, fourteen dollars a a pop. Um, parents would give us some money, and we'd uh, walk down to the theater together and and watch whatever matinee there was. Yeah, it was such good times when you could go to the theater. And I remember you could watch them over and over again. You could actually stay and watch it a couple of times. Remember, those were the days. <laughs> yes, yes, no more. Yeah, now there's an usher. Uh, you need to leave the building or must leave the seat for the new people coming. <laughs> yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so, um, and then um, speaking of, so, well, if those are your favorite childhood films, I'm kind of curious then to see uh, what are, what is, uh, do you have a favorite Criterion film then? Uh, I'm, that's a good question. Um, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Matt Wan, um, by John Sayles, uh, in 1987. Um, it was a story about a union or uh, a union organizer, um, and, um, uh, the sort of collective organizing of workers, um, in the South. It was, to me, it was it had a great impact on me because I, uh, I you know, I, I'm a believer in, in, in unions and I've always have been, and I'm all, I've also been active, you know, in terms of social issues. So it, it had a I think Matt Wan had was the first film that told me that it's possible to tell important stories. Yeah, and speaking of like a union movie, so it's called Matt One. No, I I know John Sales, but I you know I never seen that one. Um, but oh it, yeah, it's uh, M A T E W A N. Oh, very interesting because right now in the news, Amazon, you know, they were trying to in the South try to get unionized, but it didn't. It, the vote didn't go through, so that might be a very good film for people to look at. Um, you know. Yes. Yes. A absolutely. And. And there are other stories similar to that, but I think Matt Wan was one of the first. Oh, yeah. Like, what was the other one? On the Boardwalk? What was it? The Boardwalk? Or not on the Boardwalk, but um, on the Riverfront, right? One of those kind of movies? Right, right. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Those are powerful films. And, um, yeah, just the, the love of filmmaking and everything. And I'm wondering, because, uh, you know, you write a lot. Um, is there a favorite director that you have that, uh, a film that you just, if you could have written something like what would be similar to your style? So, um, um yeah. Um, and, and, you know, in terms of a director, uh, Spike, you know, comes to mind immediately, but you know, uh, Terry Gillum, uh, the, the Fisher King, was just an amazing, an amazing piece of work in my mind. Um, so I would say Spike number one, Terry Gillum number two. 
Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So what made you like the Fisher King? Um, why was that dear to you? Well, of course, Robin Williams, uh, anything that he's in, uh, I'm, you know, I'm the first one to buy a ticket in, to the theater. Um, but I think it, 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 it resonated with me um, because a lot of the, the issues at, um, that he touched on uh, sort of came to me as I was either growing up or in my adult stage. Um, so there were many aspects of the film that I could appreciate personally. Yeah, is there a favorite um, scene by a director that you liked as well? Because um, do you have a little bit of director in you when you write your screenplays? No, I don't. You know, I, I directed my first um, five shorts um, and uh, I had hair when I started directing. <laughs> I slowly pulled it out. It was a nightmare. I don't know how, I, I have a great respect for directors. I don't know how they do it. You have, I had uh, 14 actors in front of me asking me what to do all simultaneously. And I had a crew of 35 behind me all asking me what to do simultaneously. It was impossible. I, 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 it was just a nightmare. So I swore I would never try to direct another film again. So I have a great respect for directors. I, and of course, of course act, actors, uh, nurses, and teachers. Uh, those are my top three. Yeah, wonderful. So yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a little, I, I like directing. So, um, you know, that's that's one of my, my dreams to be able to get to do a first feature. So for doing five shorts, it is a lot of work, especially if it's um, short films or a lot of work. And especially if it's, uh, it sounds like you had like a big, nice crew. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Yes, yes. And the, the, um, the feature that we began shooting uh, last February, which we sort of got halfway through, I, I have half a a feature horror film in the can. Um, we had uh, a total of 39. Uh, we had uh, 19 actors um, and the rest were, were crew. Um, so, you know, I, I was basically the spectator because I was the producer. I was the guy with the, uh, with the visa and the MasterCard uh, paying for everything. Um, but the director did a great job. Uh, you know, unfortunately we, we got halfway through our feature film and um, I had to fire one of the key crew members and then um, COVID hit. Um, so we, we've got half of the movie in, in, the, in the can. In fact, this last week I was sort of editing it. It may end up being a short. Oh, okay, so let's, um, I wanna share with people your journey to you directing and writing and producing. So you're in, um, you're in Canada. So I'm gonna, um, everyone's probably saying, well, ask him how to, like he's in, he grew up in LA. So I'm going to ask you, so where did you grow up? Did you, you said you grew up in Los Angeles, right? Uh, yeah, I was born in Los Angeles. Um, I ended up, uh, my parents, uh, we moved to uh, uh, Pasadena, we went to John Muir High School and Pasadena City College. Um, and then I ended up moving to uh, Canada. Um, and from there, I uh, began my career in journalism. So I ended up uh, working for 10 years for the Toronto Star, which is uh, Canada's largest newspaper, um, as a photographer. Um, and while I was doing that, I uh, began writing. Um, and since no one would produce my feature, uh, my screenplays, I started uh, producing them myself. 
Yeah, and welcome to Hollywood, where where the where it 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 is a tough it's a tough cookie to crack. Um, as everyone knows, it's if you you know it's just very tough. I mean, so congratulations for taking that step in and making things happen. So you 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 were working for Toronto's largest newspaper as a photographer. And you, in your spare time, you you started writing, which is amazing because like working full time and being an artist is 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 hard enough. So, what was your first film that you decided to do that you wrote? Um, the first film was a, uh, a script that actually I'm still trying to get produced. We have um, uh, John Billingsley of Star Trek um, and um, True Blood, who's going to star in it. Um, but it, it grew out of an, an experience that I had with one of my sons. Um, uh, Happy Father's Day is, is a story of a loving father who discovers that his son has become a serial killer. So he sets out to try to stop his boy from harming anyone else. And it, it grew, out of an, grew out of an experience that I had with one of my sons when he got into trouble and there was the possibility that he would hurt someone. And and, and I guess it came to me, what would I do? You know, just because your child turns 18, are they now society's problem? Or do we as parents still bear some responsibility for their actions? So Happy Father's Day grew out of that experience that I had personally. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I, well, I hope everything turns out in real life. Okay. I hope it. Oh, it did. It did. Okay. So it is a happy Father's Day in real life. So, so that sounds like a really great concept, like dealing with like, is my son the serial killer and how to stop him? That sounds wonderful. And you have amazing actors. Uh, so you are working to get that one done, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know what? It, it, it has, it has wide appeal because, you know, as a parent, you think about it, uh, you know, what, you know, what happens if I do everything right, my child turns out wrong. The bad seed, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> in the movie, in the movie's version. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Because that's, that's why we like movies, like, oh my gosh. You know, because a lot of people are probably asking that question too, or like, you know, um, and horror movies, like, you know, I mean, we have an audience for that. That's such a big genre, especially the Halloween franchise, the Scream franchises, you know, yes. America or just the world just cannot get enough of those horror films, especially with that clown one. Remember the clown one? A creepy clown. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> and you, do, do, do you remember um, the movie with Tilda Swinton? Um, we have to talk about Kevin. Uh, she, she touched on that as, as well. Um, it, it's interesting because parents are divided. A mother will love their child regardless, but a father tends to have a, a breaking point. So in, in what we have to talk about Kevin with, with Tilda Swinton, the mother realizes that the son has gone bad and is killing people, but the father denies, 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 denies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's a subject that has, I think has broad appeal. Yeah, and look at Dexter, that was such a huge hit. I mean, like that he was that killer. <laughs> He yeah, was a charming yeah. killer too. So, uh, so, so you you're working at um, one of the largest papers in Canada. You start writing, uh, and you wrote 27 screenplays. So, and you started um, producing and directing your first short film. So, can you tell us a little bit about your first short that you actually 
finished in the can? Uh, the first short that I finished was called Henry. And it was about a, a woman, uh, an elderly woman, uh, who uh, she, she was in her, her 80s and her husband dies. Um, but she doesn't want to tell her daughter because she's afraid that her daughter will put her in a, an assisted living facility because, of course, her daughter is going to think that she can't, her mother can't live on her own. So she keeps her dead husband in bed with her. Oh my gosh, that's wild. Oh my um, God, yeah. that's crazy. And eventually, of course, <laughs> uh, the daughter finds out and uh, the screaming begins uh, uh -huh. because we have this mummified man uh, lying in bed next to mom for the last year and a half. Oh no, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, where can our where can our listeners go see that? Like is it on iTunes or Apple or No, you know, it's 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 not. And, and I guess I, I, I should. You know, I, I shot it gosh, I guess it was 15, 16 years ago and uh we made a first copy and then we sent it to a couple of film festivals. Um, we didn't uh, get a placement, and I, I put it back in the dresser drawer. Ah, it's time for it to go into some festivals. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Psycho, a little bit like, you know, in a creepy way with his, his obsession with his mom and like, yes. you know, and um, that, that book that like we had to read in high school, what was it? Mrs. Haversham's Wedding with the like the, the cake and the cobwebs and like. And just like the, the wedding that didn't yeah. happen, that 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 book creeped me out, and like I go, oh no. So, but like the movies like this, like you know, they're they're movies that people love to watch. They, they, there's just something about it, like yes. it's like that that train wreck. You have to, you just have to watch it. You have to look. You your writing is very interesting. So you're this award winning photographer, and what was your favorite subjects to um shoot? What did you shoot? Well, you know, at the Toronto Star newspaper, as a newspaper photographer, I pretty well shot everything, whether it be fashion or product or accidents or, uh, you know, uh, uh, criminals coming out of the, the courtroom. I think mostly uh, I liked the assignments that involved kids because kids are so spontaneous and, you know, they they make great photo subjects. Um so oftentimes I would ask to be sent to the, uh, the amusement park stories or sent to uh, say a story about a, a new daycare center or a story about a, a child who, who made some special achievement. Um, I think those were the most fun for me. The ones that I didn't like uh, were the ones where some idiot was driving down the highway and was drunk and wasn't wearing a seatbelt and he decided to... Uh, you know, destroy a bunch of other people, innocent people, and um, there are bits and pieces of people all over the highway. Oh man, that's 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 uh, that's that's hard. That's heartbreaking, and it's also hard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so so, what kind of like of, of the twenty-seven screenplays that you write? Do you have this genre, or do you like? Is there a specialty that you do, or you you write various various um, topics and genres and subjects? Yeah, you know, various. Uh, um, it, westerns, dramas, comedy, uh, coming of age, um, like uh, as you mentioned, um, the one of the, the reluctant witch about the 
about the 16-year-old girl who's uh, captured by human traffickers. Um, and I just started one. Um, I just started one actually yesterday uh, about a 65-year-old dapper man who um, actually uh, <laughs> recycles uh, the victims of uh, gang violence. Um, he has a special truck where he washes them with bleach and wraps them in plastic and then dumps them in the Mississippi River. Oh, wow. Uh, so, it's, uh, yeah, the, the genres are all the place. The only one I haven't written is something in space. I've never done that. Oh, some science fiction? Ah, I'd like to hear some science fiction from you. It's like, oh, wow. Because you, uh, yeah, so you have this amazing, so your projects, Custody Denied. Can you talk a little bit about this Custody Denied? Custody Denied is um, we option the, the life uh, story and, um, and book about this amazing woman who lives in Pennsylvania. Um, and in the script, she's, uh, she assembles a group of, of disenfranchised mothers and fathers who advise um, mothers, other mothers and fathers how to avoid the horrors of family court. Family court is is a nightmare. Um, anyone who's gone through it knows that not only is it corrupt, but it's 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 filled with people who have attained their particular level of incompetence. Um, and it's not only mothers and fathers who suffer, but it's also children as well. Family court is a is a huge business. It's it makes millions and millions of dollars for states and the federal government um, through um, alimony payments and foster care. So well, this is an Aaron Brockovich type story that, that we optioned um, uh, last year, and we're still trying to find a, uh, an A-list actress to, to, to lead this. Um, we need someone with uh, sort of the clout of, uh, of a Bryce Dallas Howard or an Amy Adams or a Lisa Edelstein. Oh. Um, and, and at this point, we're, we're still struggling to make it through that firewall called agents. Uh, as, as you know, um, the first question that an agent will ask uh, an independent film producer is, um, are you fully financed? And in Canada, we have tax credits. So we have 40% of our budget, but we're still trying to raise the other 60%. But it's a story that has wide appeal because there's so many victims of family court in the United States. Yeah, so maybe maybe Julia Roberts or somebody will hear it and, uh, you know, you get your Kate Winslet or your, you know, Halle Berry or whoever that um, could, could really just love this role. Because there are people that are looking for roles. There is, you know, the procedures. But um, I was talking to this one producer. He's an independent producer. He got all kind of actors to do his um his film just by like somehow some way he got them he got them to work on SAG scale, and there's just people that are are making things happen. So uh, some you know it's just I think tenacity and dedication and just really um you know finding ways to meet people that you know will will um love and see you know like be part of your team so i yeah yeah, yeah i really encourage well, you to put that um some of your little short films out into festivals because um especially during covid you know a lot of people have been going to see films and the films have been online so it you know can get you that um extra little 
prop, yeah. props a boost. And then I, I think people would love to see your work and, and work with you. Right. Well, well, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, Custody Denied, it's a great role. Um, actresses are always uh, telling interviewers that, that, you know, once you hit 50, there are no roles for, for women. But this is a great role for a 50-plus-year-old actress um, who is looking for a, a, a strong female lead character. Yeah, and it sounds amazing that um, you optioned this book, and it's called Custody Denied. And then we, Custody Denied. Yeah, we talked about Father's Day, and uh, uh, we talked about The Reluctant Witch. And um, what about Nursey Christie Saves Christmas? That sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds fun. Well, you know, Nurse Christie Saves Christmas, t- talking about different genres, is the first family comedy that I uh, that I've ever written. And um, I started talking about the script even before I finished it. And a gentleman uh, in Texas who is actually born in Nigeria, uh, but is a lawyer in Texas, called me. Um, and we've now partnered up. We're going to shoot Nurse Christie Saves Christmas in Rwanda. Um, because uh, uh, evidently he has extensive contacts there. Uh, so we're hoping to get started sometime before the end of the year, probably November. But it's a great, it's a great story about a fledgling uh, nurse that um, finds herself in amongst chaos when, when Santa Claus ends up on her ward the day before Christmas, and she has to organize Christmas for him. Oh, so cute. I love it. I love it. And you know that I have a kid's podcast and speaking of, so you're going to be shooting in a Rwanda. Where exactly uh, uh, can you let share with our audience? Where it, is that? And so Rwanda, you're going to be shooting. Yes. So uh, Rwanda is to the north. As far, please correct me. It's to the northeast of Nigeria. So it's toward the east coast of Africa. Oh, yeah. And and so, gosh, maybe we're going to have to do a kid's version of that because I just hit uh, number four in Kenya this week on my Apple podcast for kids and chanting book reading. So, um, Oh, great. Yeah. So Congratulations. I, so maybe I could put a little teaser on my podcast for you when you make it because um, – you know, it, it's very interesting. Like I told you, this one has hit number one around the world. And every week it, it hits big numbers in uh, almost every country. So, and I have original kids content on there. So when I hear something like this, I'm like, oh, you know, I'd love to give you a little teaser trailer on my podcast. Uh, when you, as soon as you're finished, you know, I would love to put that out there because, um, cause I was like, I think that's by Kenya, right? Rwanda's. It's, yeah, it's near, it's near Kenya. I, I, I apologize to, uh, Mrs. Schneider, uh, my geography teacher, I don't think I was paying attention <laughs> in, uh, in grade school because I can't exactly remember where Rwanda is, but um, my partner was born in Nigeria, so he's very familiar with the landscape. Oh, yeah. And speaking of also on Girls Guide to Investing, I had some um, some investors from um, that are this 22-year-old guy with his own oil company. And um, an, another guy, I think he was born in Nigeria, he's now in London, that is doing some amazing things um, in the world. And uh, so, yeah, so this sounds so cute. So see you have one, see, like your stuff is taking off, it has wings. So it's it's a matter of putting the teams together, finding material, finding people that like it. And, and I'm just so excited for you, all the um, amazing work. So during COVID, did you write more or what, uh, what, what did you work on during COVID? 
Well, during COVID, um, actually, uh, yes, uh, I, I'm always writing. So um, most of my time was trying to put together um, deals, uh, mostly on the other side of the pond. Um, uh, we're also trying to get Happy Father's Day made in in, um, in Amsterdam. Uh, I've been having conversations with Dutch production companies because it's a very European story. Um, the serial killer kills people with Molotov cocktails, which is a European invention. Oh, so, wow. Uh, so a lot of my time I spent on, on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of Zoomed out for the last year. Oh, yeah. And then Zoom is, is well, take a lot of energy. So um, I want, want to ask, where do people keep up with you and find out what's coming up next for you, um, James? Where do they, uh, do you have a website or? Oh, yes. Website, uh, Manx, uh, M-A-N-K-S-studios.com. Manx is the first letter of the first names of my children. Um, and, and of course, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Manx Productions or Manx Studios. And you can find me on Instagram as well. Yeah. And you can find me on 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 IMDb and and LinkedIn. Ah, oh, wow! So um, this has been just amazing. I'm so excited for all your great work. So once again, we had James Russell, who is an amazing photographer, and he has written over 27 screenplays, producer of short films, feature and post production, and he's an award winning photographer for over 10 years. And he writes amazing stories. And we're just so happy to have you on the show today. And your company, it's Manx, M-A-N-K-S, your children's name, which I love it. And also, Manx is being up for an um, uh, academy, right? Yes, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's quite – and it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful film. Yeah, so maybe there's some really good luck to that name. So if you'd like to um, stay in contact with James, please check him out at his website. And thank you so much for being on the show today.